Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome to the After Party. I'm Jeff Hartman, editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. With me, as always, Brian Anthony Davis, Dave Schofield. If you're just tuning in, you watch the Steelers preview. Our, our little Brady Bunch tiles are all mixed up because these two goofballs try to race to get into the, the show so they don't have to be on the bottom square, but that's Dave today. Um, so, hey, if you listen to the Steelers preview, now you're joining us for the After Party. We appreciate you being a part of all of our shows and not just the, the regulars. This is something that we started. Um, I kind of got the idea towards the end of the season because I really missed our, our summer shows. And for those that didn't listen last off season, our summer shows, we would do an either or segment at the end that would just go off the rails. And sometimes the show would be an hour and a half long and really my superior in terms of the, my boss for, for podcasting side of things said, no show should be over an hour. And I was like, well, we're going to have to do two shows. Welcome to the after party. That's how it got started. Woo, woo. <laughs> Dave. 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 Hey. Oh. <laughs> <it's so laughs> hey. There, you there go. we go. <laughs> All right. So let's get things started. We finished the Steelers preview talking about most disappointing Super Bowls, and that is depressing. Sticking with Super Bowl since Jeff Hartman has been alive. Sorry, Brian. We're going to focus on the two that they won, Super Bowl 40 and Super Bowl 43. Here's the question. Which was better? Super Bowl 40, one for the thumb, or Super Bowl 43? Big Ben to Tone. We're going to start with Dave this time. Dave, which was better? Well, do you want do you want a good answer or do you want a Dave answer? Uh, well, I don't understand how you can give a Dave <laughs> no, answer. No. Just give an answer. I mean, it's no. you can say why you picked which one, but I, we don't need to hear a. The, go ahead. Forty-three was the better game, but forty uh, was the better Super Bowl. What is your favorite? The question oh was, goodness. what's oh, yeah. your favorite? Sure, that's what I'm saying. Can you imagine dinner the at the heart uh, at the Schofield House? <laughs> what do you want for dinner, Dave? Well, I, I do what I want uh, for dinner. Okay, we're talking no, about but, dinner I, I was tonight just saying, compared to dinner favorite, tomorrow. <laughs> I was saying 40 was my favorite because I had never seen the Steelers win a Super Bowl. I didn't want that game to be close. I couldn't stand for it to be close. I wanted them to have a nice, a nice lead the whole game. And it made for a great experience for the first Super Bowl that I witnessed as a Steelers fan. If I'm going to rewatch a Super Bowl, I'd rather rewatch 43. So which is your favorite? That's 40 because okay. of the whole experience. All right. All right. I, I, you got That's me all I'm trying to say. All right. So 40. You, you don't listen. You want to be like, oh, oh, oh. no, guess I'm, what? I'm trying to listen. I'm trying to follow you. It's just a, it's a long, long and winding road. Brian, what's your favorite? Well, I'm only allowed to pick between the 40 and the 43, um, which we will, we'll answer it. And then you can go back to anything okay. you were allowed for. So I'm going to go ahead and say 43. And the only reason being is, that was you almost lost that and you had two of the greatest plays not in Steeler history but in Super Bowl and in history in that same game you had a drive to end all drives and you had two guys on the other team that any 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 other team that's playing them you're rooting for Kurt Warner you're rooting for Larry Fitzgerald you know, you have no problem rooting for those guys. So that was just a fantastic game. Everything was good about it. Heck, Springsteen was great in the halftime show of that game. Everything was good about that game. The James Harrison play is going to be my favorite of all time because when that happens, that is such a swing, and he almost didn't get in there. 
And if he doesn't get in there, we might not be talking about this game so fantastically. So I got to say that that is one of the most epic Super Bowls of all time. And for me, that, that's the one of the two that we're talking about that, that I just adore. You know, I understand what Dave was saying when he said oh, that 43 was the better game, but Super Bowl 40, I mean, was so... That, Come on, that, Jeff, just answer it. I did. Super Bowl 40. <laughs> that that run, six seed, the way they got there, and then when they got there, it was... There were just these spot plays. That's what I remember most about Super Bowl 40, these little pop plays. Like, hey, popcorn, like Mike Tomlin says, you know? Um, the Willie Parker run, the the scramble to the left. Ben stopped at the line of scrimmage, throws it deep to Heinz Ward. Heinz Ward's throw to Randall L. Um, Ike Taylor actually caught a football in that game. People forget that. Like I, can't, I still can't believe it, but Ike Taylor caught a football in that game. Um, the offensive pass interference call that is still being talked about in Seattle today. And the fact that Seattle whines as much as they do kind of makes me feel like Bart Simpson, hey, hey, you know, <laughs> which is the immature Jeff and me. But you know what? Super Bowl 40 was absolutely magical. It ended the drought. I'll never forget going to the local magazine place where I would get magazines and just finding every single, like, I got Sports Illustrated. I got the special championship edition. Oh, yeah. I'll never forget the Sports Illustrated. They had an ad in it that showed every single year of the NFL, and it had the highlighted years that the Steelers won in this super long break. And then it said 2005, welcome back. And I was like, oh, that's freaking right. Yes, let's go. You know, Super Bowl 40, one for the thumb. I mean, everyone had <laughs> talked about that so long that uh, Super Bowl 40. But I understand what you're saying, Dave. Super Bowl well, 43 well, was a freaking incredible. I got to say, that's one of the great. greatest. That's one of the greatest Super Bowls of all time. You know what? This is like picking which one of your kids you like better. You know that answer, Brian. There's some talk in the live chat that goes right (laughs) along with what I was thinking. And that is with Super Bowl 40. I know I'm just talking past you because I've learned if I don't, I'll never get a chance to say anything. So the thing with Super Bowl 40 is that was probably their worst game of the playoffs. Yeah. The three games leading up to that, that was the worst. That was what was amazing. Yeah. So, so that, that that whole playoff run just has so much behind it as well. But that Super Bowl forty three, a lot of people don't understand. What if if James Harrison would have been ruled down at the one? What were the Steelers going to do? Were they going to take the three, or were they going to go for the seven? Because there was a penalty on Arizona during the return, which would have put the ball half the distance to the goal wherever he was down, and they would have had an untimed down. So what would they have done in that instance? I don't know. I would. Mm, I forgot it was really close that he made it in that play, which I would agree is one of the best plays in Super Bowl history in terms of magnitude and everything that surrounded it. To me, though, that was a play and the same as this Antonio Holmes catch where replay ruined it. Because in the moment, the plays called bedlam happens, especially with Harrison's return. And then you got to wait and they're breaking it down frame by frame. And where does his helmet hit? And did Larry Fitzgerald mm-hmm. do this and da 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 da? And it, it just you're sitting there and you're like, oh my gosh, this is taking forever. And San Antonio Holmes, where his feet down? Did he have possession when his feet were down? And then did all this? I I understand why replay is there, and we've talked about this before. But man, those are two golden examples of how replay can just kill what could be a really magical call, like a magical call, whether it's Bill Hillgrove or um, I think in Super Bowl 43 that would have been Al Michaels, correct on NBC. 
had yep. that call. Yeah, he and Collinsworth. So go ahead, Brian. You have something to say? You know what? You know who was thankful for replay? James Harrison. Why? That poor man was dead. Oh, yeah. No, you're right. <laughs> he, he was dead. And I understand. You think about I was him, worried about him. You think about that. They had that drive. I, I thought he I thought how he landed. How he landed is what was so bad. I mean, he was exhausted from running, but I was seriously worried about the way he landed in the end zone on that play. Yeah, that's incredible. So, okay, there's one. Who's the better Super Bowl MVP, Heinz Ward or Santonio Holmes? This is just about game performance. This isn't about just that Super Bowl game. That, yes, this isn't about character. It's not about longevity with the Steelers. This is just about that specific game, Heinz Ward or Santonio Holmes. Uh, Brian, we'll go with you first. First of all, Ben Roethlisberger, I thought, should have been MVP. He's going to be my answer. However, something happened to Brian. Dave somehow is feeding him answers. I still got to go Holmes just because of the gravity of it. Because you got to remember Hines in that in that second game, where I'm not talking about Hines in 40, but in 43, Hines was in a hyperbaric chamber all week. He was lucky to be playing because that knee was not in the best of shape. A lot of a lot of the times, Hines, when he was out there, he was kind of a decoy. He caught ball. He caught the ball on the first drive, I yeah. believe, which went down. They scored a touchdown, and it was like a 15-yard catch and run. My brother and I are like, yep, Hines is good. I don't think he came back on the field after that. Who scored that touchdown, by the way? The touchdown was um, – shoot, I want to say Najee Davenport, but I don't think that's right. I'll give you the um, number. What was it, Redmond, was it? Nope. You said 33? Yep. Dave, you know? Redmond was not in that game. Oh, uh, Russell. Gary Russell. Yeah, Gary, Gary Russell. Gary Russell. I, I thought, yeah. I was thinking – I don't know why I was Man, thinking. I forgot um, about that one. Najee Davenport. That would be a good jersey to see at the stadium, a Gary Russell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gary Russell. <laughs> What if you had a jersey that just said Dookie on the back for uh... <laughs> Dave? What are your thoughts on the MVP discussion there? Uh, Brian took my answers. It'd, it'd be Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, no, it's it's the MVP of Super Bowl Forty Three because of how that game played out. Either either choice they went with, which was Holmes, that that was that was the more impressive performance. I still think the Super Bowl Forty game was really. I mean, he he made some some great plays. Heinz Ward did. I mean, he was the obvious choice, but the overall play, especially on the offensive side of the ball, was just so much more in 43 than it was in 40. I would be curious to see how many yards Antonio Holmes had prior to that last drive. I don't remember him being much of an impact player before that time. And you guys might know more than I do, but I just don't I'm just like, I don't remember him being that guy that took over the game. Heinz Ward made plays throughout the game. Obviously he had the big catch down. I think the two yard line, yeah. uh, which set up that was Ben's end around scramble. Wasn't it? Which was highly controversial in terms of whether the ball got over or not. We know it did. Yeah, he was in, um, but I agree. Santonio home. And he, yeah. And he caught the, cause he, cause he caught the Heinz caught the pass from. Yeah. Randall from Randall Randall well, correct. Yeah. 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 That's, and that's okay. why I, his yardage, he had a lot of yards in that game and that's probably why he was MVP. Here's another one. Best better play. Now this is going to be. A, I think this is a slam dunk. But I just want to see if maybe there's a chance one of you bites on the first one. Fast Willie Parker's still Super Bowl record seventy five yard run in Super Bowl forty or Santonio Holmes's catch in Super Bowl forty three. Some might say that 
Although Santonio Holmes's catch was the game winner, that fast Willie Parker's run was also the game winner that opened it up and kind of led the way. Is anyone taking fast Willie Parker? Dave? Oh, here we go. We got to take her. Brian, you get it. Go. You're taking FWP. So they open up that second half and that play. I mean, I'll never forget Alan Fanica, Hall of Fame, hopefully. Fanica. But Fanica pulls and opens that hole for him. And Willie's just gone and he's flipping in the end zone. And you're like, it's over. Yeah. That was that was the play. I mean, still, still he beat Marcus Allen on that play. Still the longest run in Super Bowl history, 75 yards. And I knew it as soon as it happened. I'm like, that's a, that's a record. And it has not been broken. But that was a backbreaker for Seattle. I know they tried to come back, but that was it. That was the play that made it all. You, you knew that this team was there and a team of destiny at that point. So fast Willie Parker, that touchdown was so important. And I don't think it gets as much acclaim. You take a, you take that play like San Antonio Holmes as important as it was at that juncture. It was so important, but this really set the tone. Okay. Dave, do you agree or disagree? I'm, I'm going to disagree, but I got to give Brian that's that, there's a lot of great things with that play that that play sealed the game for me because my father called that play right before kickoff of the second half. He's like, we just need a, you know, a long uh, Willie Parker touchdown run and end this game. And boom, there it was. As soon as my dad said that, and then it happened, I'm like, this is destiny. This is going to happen. And that did win the game, but you have to go with the San Antonio catch with, because not just because it won the game because of the time left on the clock where what, what the, clock was when that play occurred just makes that so much more of a play than than the Willie Parker. Here's what's crazy. A couple episodes ago in the after party, I talked about a guy named Hal Smith and he was the guy that played for the pirates that hit this great home run in 1960, but no one remembers him. Think about this. The play before Roethlisberger connects with Santonio Holmes, he throws to Santonio on the left. So if Ben's looking at the end zone, he throws to the, the left same side, play, but the other side, Easier catch goes right through his hands. Should have been a touchdown. Wouldn't have been considered one of the most difficult catches or anything like that. Would have had a lot more time left. It would have changed everything. I mean, it at least would have probably had eight. Ben held that ball for a long time, to be honest with you. Um, so you probably had about eight seconds left. And people also forget that after the Steelers scored and Santonio Holmes catches that pass in the end zone, the Cardinals made a couple plays and they start moving down the field. And you're thinking, Oh my gosh, Oh my gosh, the defense is going to give up a score and we're going to lose or possibly lose that play. I, th I think it's San Antonio Holmes just because of the magnitude of it and everything. But when you think about how things play out in sports, you know, if San Antonio Holmes doesn't catch that second pass, if they don't score and it ends up going to overtime and they end up losing or whatever, people are going to look back on that first throw on the left side of the end zone and think this guy's a bum. I mean, a lot of people thought he was a bum anyways, but they're going to look at him and say, boy, this guy really blew it. So it's just crazy how sports work out that way. Brian, I forgot to say, was there any Super Bowl while you were still alive that was not from 30 on that you would have ranked higher than one that we already talked about? So one that I've watched the past couple of days is Super Bowl 13, and that's a phenomenal football game. Um, I've been watching it for the articles that we're doing, the flashback articles, and I'm watching these games in full before I write, and actually while I write. So it's so awesome to go back and watch Super Bowl 9, which I never really watched in full, 
Never saw Super Bowl 10 in full. Super Bowl 13 is a fantastic game. Steelers won that game 35 to 31. Um, very interesting thing. It was Bradshaw's first, and I'm talking 1979, his first ever 300 plus passing game. Hmm, that's ridiculous that's to me. That's um, a good so, I mean, it took him that long. And something also interesting was um, when you're looking back at Super Bowl nine and watching it, they're talking about how Fran Tarkenton was the leading passer in 1974 with barely 2,500 yards passing. Boy, <laughs> boy, have things changed. But that's a, that's a really cool game. That was a really, I mean, a lot of defense in that game. Um, but all of those Super Bowls were really, were really fantastic in a way. There wasn't a bad one in the bunch of those first four. But that third one, Super Bowl thirteen, to become the first three-game, the three-Super Bowl winner, and just everything that they did on defense and the receivers, Swan and Stallworth were both fantastic in that game. You could have given the MVP to Stallworth very easily. He had three catches for 115 yards in the first half and got hurt in the second half. If he doesn't get hurt in the second half, imagine what happens. But they had five touchdowns in that game on offense. They they were incredible. And that was at the height. There was a uh, 14-2 and two team, and that was at the height of their power, I really think. Get a chance to go back and watch on YouTube like I did, where McMillan and wife, you could watch any game. You could watch a preseason game from 1978 if you want. Um, it's a whole lot of fun to watch those old ones, but this is a great game, 13. Very good. All right, so Brian, well, I, go ahead, Dave. I was going to say, I wanted to go back to 43 for a second, and you were because Jeff, you were talking about it, and sure. how they started to, to move the ball. Who was the player who created the fumble and who was the player that recovered the fumble? Uh, Lamar Woodley. Lamar Woodley caused it and Brett Kiesel recovered it. Absolutely. That is correct. Yes. And now you're did forgetting you I watched that... that drive just two weeks ago with my dad. Did that one kind of ruin it? Because I was afraid they were going to overturn that one and say it wasn't a fumble. But they oh. didn't even look at it, did they? According to, Al, it, yeah. according to Al Michaels on the broadcast, he says, I'm sure that they're taking a look at that. And then all of a sudden Ben snaps the ball and he kneels down and turns and yeah. hugs Troy Palomalu. And he says, and I guess another moment yeah. where replay was like, okay, like I had that this past, this past year with, uh, with the Rams game when my brother and I were at that one. And when, when they called that a fumble that Fitzpatrick pick up and ran mm -hmm. to the end zone, I didn't even cheer. I'm like, they're going yeah. to come back and call it a forward pass. I'm not even excited about it. And I'm like, I missed like the best touchdown of the game, even cheering for it because of replay. I would just expected the replay to bring it back. Could you imagine, just think to yourself, and I wasn't alive for this. I'm not sure if anyone was. Think of those replay for the Immaculate Reception. Yeah, we talked I about mean, that one time. Yeah, right? I mean, think about what that would have been like. It would have been the highest of the highs and then nothing. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't have had the announcer saying, and Franco comes in riding on his white stallion, saving the day for Pittsburgh. You wouldn't have had any of that. It would have been, and let's go to review. Let's break this down by frame. Go ahead, Brian. I was alive. Thank you. I have no well, recollection. Right. I was, alive. I right. was okay. one. It was one. There you go. All right, Brian, so since you have the microphone in front of you right now, what's the etiquette for the Super Bowl? Just give us your – I want to know because this article is going to come out this weekend. We always run it like Saturday um, before the Super Bowl. He does it every year, and it is Super Bowl etiquette, people. 
if you're going to do it, do it right. So, Brian, I just want you to hand this. It's is a lengthy article that is fun to read, but pick out the most important ones for people that are listening. Okay, of course. I, I'm going to do this real quick. I touched on it last week. Don't be the one that just gets hung up on commercials and say, I'm just here for the commercials because that's kind of, to me, that's kind of a slight to everything that the game's about. Healthy choices at the Super Bowl. Jeff, no tofurkey, Jeff. No, I mean, I want a seven-layer dip, all right? <laughs> that's that's what I want. I want a seven-day, when the room clears, you're still smelling it. That's what the Super Bowl is all about. Uncoordinated food at Super Bowl parties. Don't just show up at your party, throw a bag of Tostitos down at the counter and say, hey, I'm here. No. And look, find out what other people are, are bringing. You know, don't bring the fourth batch of little smokies that's not that's not proper and look oh if you're coming up with some weird dip that guy fairy binged up on a three i mean figured out on a three-day coke binge don't do that either <laughs> you know that, that's just i mean that's just not something that, that you do think about what people want at a super bowl party just because you saw it in good housekeeping or or country living or whatever doesn't mean that the people at the super part bowl party want to consume that um can i stop you know, here for a second brian but what if the pioneer woman says that it's going to make a great super bowl dish i mean that's a question the, the pioneer, pioneer woman Okay, you don't know no, who the pioneer I, woman is? No, I I don't. I got oh nothing for that. Gosh, the Food Network. She's big now. Not literally big. She's just a big name. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Go ahead. I didn't even get I have okay. to admit, I've, I don't think I've ever turned on Food Network before. Ever. My kids love it. They watch all those shows. <laughs> this is one time, guys, when I'm watching the game. Don't complain about athletes getting paid too much on Super Bowl Sunday. I, I don't want to hear that. That's, I mean, because, you know, Super Bowl Sunday for a lot of people's amateur night. I knew somebody back in the uh, 90s. She was a serial clubber. And she's like, man, I don't even go out on New Year's Eve anymore. I hate it because it's amateur night. And that's where the fights are. That's where you have the people that are just out because they have to be there. So for me, amateur night is the Super Bowl when people are doing these things. So don't complain that athletes are getting paid too much. Also, look, I don't want to hear about real life in the third quarter. I'm sorry Uncle Stan lost his spleen. I'm sorry that your wife left you for the barista at Starbucks. Look, let's just not talk about it right now. We could talk about it later, but not during the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl is sacred, Jeff. Dave, it's sacred. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with you. I I don't, the, everything is, uh, I agree with everything. I don't experience that. I do get, if I'm around my father-in-law, he complains about players' money and stuff. And he thinks that the entire NFL is rigged and that it's nothing but a giant conspiracy and that they want this, that, and the other. I, I To me, if a player hits the big time and gets millions of dollars, good for you, man. You have a skill set that I don't. You took advantage of it. Good for you. Dave, is there any other etiquette rules that you can think of that Brian might have left off? There are more than that in his article. I want people to know that, so make sure you check it out behind the steelcurtain.com. Go ahead, Dave. Anything? I don't know about etiquette. I just – how many of you have had to go to a Super party, Super Bowl party you did not want to go to that you were forced to by a significant other? Uh, every year except for this one because people <laughs> are coming to my house. <laughs> See, because but before my wife and I were married, she – 
she would she drug me to a couple different places for Super Bowl parties. And the last one was one because remember, the only Super Bowl I'd ever seen the Steelers in was Super Bowl 30. So I had a favorite player at the time that was not on the Steelers, that their team was in the Super Bowl. And that was when that was one Mike Allstott of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I I I had that's the only jersey I've ever owned, NFL jersey that was not a Pittsburgh Steeler. It was I had a Mike Allstott jersey. And I went to watch that game and I had to go uh, with my wife to friends. She was living with her sister at the time because it was before we were married and it was friends of her sister. And I get there to watch the game and I'm actually really excited to watch it because there's at least a player that I'm wanting to see in it. And nobody knows anything about football. They didn't understand punting on fourth down. They didn't understand any of that. And it was just absolutely brutal. And that's when I said, I'm not doing this again. And she understood. So that, that one was rough because I just, I've learned don't, don't go to a Super Bowl party with people that don't even know, you know, that there's who the teams are going to be in the party or in the game, how football even begins to work, but they are doing a big Super Bowl party because that's what people do. That was filled there with people that were just there for the commercials. And I would say less than half the people were even in the room watching the game. That's horrible. That's okay. It was brutal. Yeah. <laughs> now, Brian, let me ask you this, Brian. So you said a lot about food and bringing food to the Super Bowl party. Is there any Super Bowl food that is acceptable no matter where you go? It doesn't have to be coordinated. If they walk in with it, you're like, like that. That's good. Thank you for bringing it. Is there anything that you can think of? You bring a good homemade Chex Mix. <laughs> you know, okay. <laughs> it's got to be homemade though. It's got to be homemade according to yeah, you. Yeah, a good homemade Chex Mix. You know, I did not see you going. The... I didn't see you going there. I really didn't. But hey, that's cool. What about you, Dave? Is there anything that you're like, hey? West just said it. Wings. Wait, you yeah, can't go you wrong can't with go wings. Wrong. If you're not sure, take wings. No shrimp. I have a no good sh wing. No shrimp, shrimp and cocktail sauce. Shrimp. Oh, if that's, you that's bring what, shrimp. Yeah. Somebody brought that to Super Bowl 43 at my house, and I was like, this is amazing. I mean, I was so glad. I mean, at halftime, we're eating shrimp. I'm still high off of uh, Debo going to the end zone. Um, yeah, you know, you can't roll. If you bring shrimp, unless you're allergic like my sister, I can't bring it to her house. Um, that's, you know, then there's EpiPens, and it's a party. But, um, <laughs> you, you know, shrimp's a, shrimp's a good call. But wings, Dave, I'm with I you. Wings are a good call. I think that Super Bowl that I was just talking about where it was the horrible party where no one knew anything about football. I don't have to worry about anyone ever hearing this because like they didn't even care enough about football to listen to this podcast. But still, I think that was the last Super Bowl that I attended where I did not eat shrimp. Shrimp Ooh. is the thing. Thaddeus Kennedy says, I live in Maryland. So do we. He said, you bring crab cakes or crab dip? You bring crab cakes? I'm talking lump crab meat crab cakes to a Super Bowl party. Tell me where you are going so that I can <laughs> oh, be there. My gosh. That <laughs> Thaddeus, I'm going to give you my address, buddy. Because <laughs> <laughs> this is legit. Like that, like Thaddeus says he's in Maryland. Like, if you have legit crab cakes, I'm not talking about stuff that's frozen, legit hand padded. Yes. Yes is all I got to say. And to the crab dip scene. So, all right, Dave, you had a couple topics you want to get to. What are those? Oh, mine had nothing. Mine had nothing to do with football. That's sure? okay. That's we, can, right. we, can we can pick, okay. pick your favorite um, one. Well, I, I, I'm going to ask you guys this. Okay, this is just totally, completely off the cuff. 
Is there something that people who are around you often know about you that maybe us three don't even know about each other that you think isn't so much that you have to, that, that you have to, to hide it that you wouldn't feel comfortable sharing with our wonderful audience that's joined us for this after party. What's something about you that we might not even know that we're just like, huh, I didn't realize you were that kind of person. <laughs> My gosh, with Brian, this do, right <laughs> do, do, do you want an example? Well, Jeff, I mean, Jeff might know this now after I sent him a text last Sunday, well, after I took a nasty spill on the ice here in Maryland, is that he's like, he's like, what are you doing? What are you? I'm like, I'm like, well, that's he's like, oh, you, I can't remember what you told me. Um, and I said, well, that's what I get for wearing sandals. And that is, I just realized you guys probably know this about me. I wear shorts and sandals year round. Yeah. You're not the it's only very person rare. That like that, but I didn't know that about you. Yeah. I, it's very rare that you're going to, people are seeing all, all the time today. Pick, taking my every day, taking my son to and from preschool, things like that. I'm always shorts and sandals. There has to be probably at least three or four inches of snow before I'm going to put on regular shoes. Now I wore Brian should know I wore shorts to the game that we went to, even though it was pretty cold there, because that's just what I do. But now, I do socks, actually wear good high socks. I, I, I did wear the high socks and and the black and gold tennis shoes just because it completed the outfit and i'm not going to walk that far and have to do all that in sandals. people are like why are you wearing shorts all the time when it's cold i'm like i don't i, I don't care about cold i care about comfort i want to be able you know plus I, I don't like socks i don't like to wear socks so i wear i'm I always wearing shorts and slides i would like to say that my comment to you when you said that you slipped and fell on the ice was clearly you weren't an ice hockey player Growing up. Oh, that's what you said. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you said. I remember. Uh, yeah, there's I, one spot in my driveway. I forgot that the water rolls through, so the ice was thicker and it hadn't melted. And man, I wiped out on that Sunday. It was it was not fun. Because I did play I did play hockey growing up. I played in the summer, I played in the winter, I played all year round, whether it's roller hockey and leagues and stuff. So that was my first thought when you said I slipped and fell on the ice. It's like, well, you, you must not have played hockey. Uh, Brian. You seem like an open book. I mean, unless you're getting into 2 a.m. stories, I feel like we, is there anything we don't know about you? I'm going to regret this. Oh, boy. <laughs> Are we going to regret I'm, this? <laughs> no, no. I'm afraid of cats. Afraid of cats? <laughs> I'm afraid of cats. I mean, That's how scary. how deep does this fear go? Like, if you go into a house with cats, are you uh, not comfortable to sit down? You're not staying long? Like, what does this look like? I'm, I'm fine. I'm just afraid to pet them. I just don't know what to do because I'm afraid they're going to scratch my eyes out. I had an, I had an interlude with a cat in 1993 in California named Rico. He was named after Richie Sambora, and he tried to kill me. Um, interlude with the cat. <laughs> well, that sounds horrible. <laughs> I. I'm sorry. All I can think of is that scene from the mummy where he walks in the room. He's like, hi, and he holds the cat up and it scares him and he goes flying out of the room. But that's what we can do for bad. Now I'm going to hold up the cat. <laughs> oh my gosh. I had an so, interview with the cat. And I'm afraid of some, uh, I'm afraid of something else that I can't bring up on the air. Um, so, <laughs> So um, it must be bad because Brian that you just up brought up on the air. You're going to say, I'm afraid of something else that I can't say on the air, but I'm going to say you that say that on the air so that everyone thinks, well, I wonder what no, it is. Yeah, it's, but it's just, it'll come off as insensitive. So, um, so I'm just, uh, 
I there's some things that make me nervous. But the other thing that I was going to mention is I'm a crier. Now ah. at commercials, at movies, the I commercials. Just, uh, yeah, I, if it's you know remember those long distance commercials back in the day, if they were on now, I'd be. Ah, uh, that's like the Dumb and Dumber scene where they're drying their eyes with yeah, the well. one hundred dollar <laughs> bills as they're watching the. Uh, uh, what was the? It wasn't. It's a company. It's not even in business anymore. Anyways, I know what you're saying. So so you know, like I get I get choked up really easy. You would not think. I mean, I'm sure I come off as sentimental, but I get really. I, any anything emotional in a movie, I I start crying at the end of every movie. So. Like single tear? Are we talking sobbing? Like, do you need can like consoling? I'm just. I get to I get up. really choked up. Okay, that's fine. There's nothing it's, wrong with it's that. It's not full on, but I get I get really choked. All right. Um. I guess for me, I'm pretty much an open book. I mean, everyone knows I have five kids. Four of them are girls. If you listen to the show last night, you know I drive a Prius. <laughs> My wife drives a minivan. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I guess I would, you guys know this cause we've talked about it before. Uh, I guess you'd have to go back to the fact that believe it or not, I have a long history of music in my family and that I, I was actually um, classically trained singer uh, to the point where I was actually paid to go to England for two weeks and travel around with a professional choir and sing. Um, and this is traditional church style music. And I love music. I've always loved music, taught myself how to play the guitar in early two thousands and, um, but I love, I, if you've listened to this after party, Brian and Dave and I have gone off about music. I love all kinds of times of music. Um, we, one of the greatest debates ever was with the, uh, we went Eagles versus Beatles. And then we went to which was Beatles was the best to the, I love music. And so for me, that's probably, I guess, maybe the one thing that you guys didn't know, but I think you knew that anyways. So that's really it. <laughs> Prove it. <laughs> <laughs> no, you missed it. Jeff Man right. got you again. What do you say, Velocross? Uh, that's the more music. of a sport than lacrosse. <laughs> people hate it that don't, you know, people hate it because they can't play it. That's what I always say. Hey, but I mean, let's be honest, on this show in particular, I feel like the standard is a standard. Like Lance and I, like we there's little tidbits. People know a lot about us because of how much we open up on this show about our families and all this stuff. So there you go. Um, that's a good one, Dave. Anything else you want to bring in? We got to give it 10 minutes left. Hmm. Well, I mean, if you want to go to a different subject, uh, mine was, <laughs> it, it, it was a, it was a TV show question. Cause it was actually, I don't know if you guys know, this is something I say. I love game shows. I like, <laughs> I DVR wheel of fortune every night. And then, uh, thanks to Jeff, I watch it every morning while I'm on my exercise bike that there Jeff has go. me making sure that I'm doing. So, um, I, I like to do that. My, my kids have been begging me to try out for Wheel of Fortune for forever because of just being able to do the puzzles or whatnot. But I like other game shows. And there's another game show because, I, you know, Jeff is now, I mean, he, he's pretty hardcore. He's making me get on the bike twice a day. So I have to have another show that I watch. So there's another game show that I really like. Have you guys ever watched the game show America Says on the Game Show Network? Yeah, I've you know, seen like, it. Never watched. I had it. somebody introduce that to me. I, I watched it it's, once. It was, it was I've, I've, I've honestly, I've seen pretty much every episode, unless I haven't caught up to it yet on the DVR. Uh, hosted by one John Michael Montgomery. 
Uh, if you remember him, he was the one, one of the two announcers in the Pitch Perfect movies. Um, yeah. He's been in a bunch really of funny. Yeah, he's very funny. But I was watching that the other day, and there was a category, and I'm sitting there screaming at the TV trying to get people to say this. The category was, and the way they work is they give you the first letter of each word, and and, and there's seven things, and you have 30 seconds, and you go around trying to, to answer it. And the category was TV shows that had a great final episode. I assume Ash. That was the number one because it was cheers, a big M. cheers, Ash. Cheers. Listen, was it great final episode? Because I would not put yes. Seinfeld up there. I would not either, and it was on there. I was like, really? that last Brian, what about I, you? I, I like I, I like the it. final episode because I like no. the way that they pulled it all together. They brought everybody back, all and they came went back, back to, to the, the shirt. final scene. Yeah, the, the shirt, button, the button. Yeah, but it's kind of no man's land. The final credits, though, George. Too, when me when too. I watch Match Game. When, when he's in the orange jumpsuit and he's on stage, like just like at the beginning, and he's doing his yeah. final monologue, mm-hmm. and they're throwing stuff at him. No, that's <laughs> I, yeah. I love it. Are there any other uh, shows, Brian? Wes and, one I was going to say, and Wes and James just said Friends was a really yes. good final episode. I don't remember yes. that one at all. So you've got Mash. You've got Friends. You've got Cheers. You've got Seinfeld. You've got three more. Do you want to know what the letters are that starts with them? Like they do on, like they have on the game. So one was a one was an E, and it was short. ER. One was a, it was ER. Yep. Uh, one was a short T and a longer S. And then the last one was uh, was an L. Of well, of the, it's I'm not surprised. the Simpsons because the Simpsons is still on, but that's a T yeah. but that's still on. But you're um, getting there. It was a show I've never watched, but I know plenty about. Hmm. And I think the final episode that just faded to black. Oh, the Sopranos. It was the Sopranos. Yeah, that that ticked a lot of people off. Yeah. Job, and Job Man, man just lost. got the last one. That would be lost. Good for you, Job so, Man. He. Yeah. Hey, here's a question. I didn't watch that one to the end. So going back your entire life, what is always what's your favorite game show been? Oh, game show. Your favorite mm. one. Mm. So it could be it could be still on. If, for instance, the price is right, it's still on. That could be it. Doesn't matter. I'll tell you what mine is, what you think. And that was I'll give you a hint. So you can tell me what the name of it is. No whammy, no whammy, no whammy. Stop. Press your <laughs> luck. Press your luck. Yes. I would have said bring that back recently. I love it. I don't know, but version. I used to love watching the blinks on the screen and then the little whammy. Wah, 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 wah. It come out. <laughs> it was the best. I love pressure. Oh, Thaddeus with Supermarket Sweep. <laughs> used, they run reruns of that. I, I watched okay. an episode. That's so great. Go ahead, I, Ryan. I, I got to jump in with Supermarket Sweep. Um, you my cousin on was on oh. no my cousin was on supermarket sweep my other cousin was on wheel of fortune which she won like a $96,000 vase but the the most famous cuz they they lived in california but the most famous one was in the very first season my cousin got beat up and was on the people's court <laughs> And <laughs> not a game show, but she's still. a female. She, I mean, like, but still, they pay you like a game show. Like, the defendant got money to be on the show. She okay. got money to be so in What's there. your favorite game show, though, Brian? Uh, $25,000 Pyramid. Got it. That's a good, that was a good one. I used to like that one. What about you, Dave? I'm, I, I'll probably have to stay. I would not have answered this the same way two years ago, but right now I've really got back into wheel of fortune 
and uh, that that's a good one. And I I like the old episodes of Match Game, as other people were saying. And and I don't Match watch game. them all, but but it, it's kind of hard to not enjoy Family Feud, no matter who the host was, whether it was Richard Dawson or yeah. back in the day or, or everyone. Those were pretty good. Joker's Wild was good. Card Sharks uh, was even better. Card mm-hmm. Sharks was good. Here's a newer one. Doesn't it's not on the air anymore that I absolutely love. Knows Cash Cab. <laughs> cash, I used to love yeah. Cash Cab. I always I loved, loved to it. get picked up by Cash Cab. Everyone that went to New York, they were looking for a van. Like, do you know how many van taxi cabs are in New York City? <laughs> well, good luck. I mean, unless you see My, the flashing light in it. I mean, that was my daughter looked for it. Well, she looked for those kind of. I mean, we didn't even ride in a taxi when we went to New well, it's York. It's not on anymore. Things. They just have it in um, syndication, I think. I, I, I couldn't tell you. No, I'll give you one that it was short lived. It was on VH1, hosted by host of Survivor, Jeff Probst. Rock and Roll Jeopardy. Yes. And, and they, I Dan wanted Patrick to get on did, that. Dan Patrick did a sports Jeopardy as well. Okay. Both yeah. of those would have been a lot of fun to be on. I, I also really liked it was very short-lived um, because it was bigger overseas was was The Chase. If you'd ever watched that, the replays of that on Game Show Network mm-hmm. with, uh, with, with The Beast, they had to try to out-trivia The Beast. He was just super impressive with all the stuff that he knew. And, and, and my daughter, her favorite of all time is Deal or No Deal. She, she still loves that one. That is still a good show. I, was, I watched an episode of that the other day. It was a rerun. And I was like, man, this when this was on, it was, it was fun to watch. It was a good show. Which of the I, three of us would you rather see on, Thaddeus brought it up, Taxi Cab Confessions? Oh, good Lord. <laughs> that's a, that's a slam dunk. That's, that's Mr. BAD because he would have the best stories. Although Dave might, Dave might be just like brimming he, with these stories he and he's just not you. sharing. Dave yeah, sorted his, Dave's sorted history of incarceration and <laughs> sleazy behavior. That, I don't know. Maybe. I don't think so. No, <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Sorry about that. That no, I don't think that. But I, you know what? You know how many times I've thought about when watching America says that I'm like, well, they they, they film this in California. I'm like, we could be the podcasters and go out and visit Lance Williams. They'll be the oh, four, that would be be, fun. The, be yeah. the four man team. So, well, I, I tell you what, guys, I have one one more topic before we call it a show. I mean, all of us on this show are fathers, and we're all fathers of more than one kid. Um, not everyone to the extreme of my five. Dave, you have three, correct? That is correct. Brian has two. So my wife. Well, technically, I have three. You're correct. Very good. Thank you for the correction. With so, a stepson. Exactly. So for me, I got a text from my wife the other day that one of her friends or someone she knows is is expecting, and they went on a baby moon. Baby moon. And this is a new thing now where pregnant women, pregnant couples are having their first child go on like one last getaway. And, uh, I was, this is via text. And so I said, just wait until the kid comes. And I sent a, a GIF and it was of Brian and my, one of our favorite movies, Die Hard, where Bruce Willis is looking out the window going, welcome to the party, pal. And so <laughs> <laughs> like, it's kind of like, just wait until this kid shows up. What is the one thing you think of when people are expecting their first child? And you have children and you're like, they're like, oh, we're just so we just can't wait. We just can't wait. And you're thinking to yourself, oh, my gosh, you can wait. Like for me, I think that all the time. Is there anything in particular that you all think of other than diehard scenes that I send to my wifey again? (laughs) Brian, we'll start with you. Anything? I just think of. All right. Your philosophies that you're going to parent different and we're going to do it this way. 
no, that all goes out the window <laughs> at 2 a.m. when the kid is crying. Everything, your Ferber method, all these different ways to parent, it just changes. You have all these intentions. They're going to stop and primal parenting takes over. <laughs> primal. That's a great, that should be a book. Primal parenting. That, there we go. The three tremendous. of us. Yes. Three of us. We write, we'll write this. Primal parent. Dave, what about you? It's interesting because I had two guys on my softball team both become dads, uh, one during the season and one as soon as the season ended last year. And I, there were so many different things. I, I always understand the excitement because I'm like, you're, you're one day you're going to wake up and you're not a dad. And then the next day you're going to be a dad for the rest of your life. And Really appreciate that. And I mean, moms too, same deal. Okay. But, but to me, my wife became a mother way before I became a dad, in my opinion, because she, you know, carrying the child to me, it was just, she, she, she had that experience much longer than, than, than the rest of us. That's just, I'm sorry. That's just kind of how I feel about it. Um, I celebrated her on mother's day when, when, before our daughter was born, uh, when she was expecting her, but they tried to say, someone tried to say, well, oh, you should celebrate father's day. I said, nah, they're like, well, you did something important. I'm like, I was going to do that anyway. So it didn't matter. So, (laughs) (laughs) um, but just, just the whole idea of you're, you're so excited, especially when that moment comes in and you think, and, and, and you're all amped up. I'm like, I would love to just go back to that moment and say, go to sleep, get some rest because it's yes. going to be forever until you actually have rest. Yes. Again. Yes. Yes. And yes. Very good. It's poof. I was really sad when we decided that we weren't having any more kids. I'll say that, you know, we have five, that's a ton. And I know there's people that have more, but with the, the moment that you realize like, okay, we're, we're like, we're done. Like it's it. You're like, man, that's, that's another yeah, page. That's... It's another chapter that ends. It's kind of sad. Mm. I I looked at I looked at a, a baby just two weeks ago. Said to my wife, my wife was holding the baby. I'm like, I can reverse it. She's like, No, shut up. I mean, I mean, <laughs> I want to. I would love to have another baby in the house. Uh, well, here's I, I here's the thing with with, with us where where because I was getting older. I didn't have my first child until I turned thirty. So now I, Brian might have. I'm I'm 35. trying to figure out how old you would have been. Yeah. 35. Okay. So. So when, when we went and we had kids and my, my, I had my, my, my daughter first, then three years later was my son. And then two years later, we're like, oh, well, we could have another one now. I'm like, well, let's give it about a two year window. And my my third child came along like at the very last moment of that window. And because I'm like, I'm just going to be too old. I don't want to be, I don't want to have to get out of the, uh, out of the retirement home to go to high school graduation. That was just me. Um, so there was one Saturday morning where my, my wife and I woke up and we're like, we didn't send an alarm. Why are we still, I can't believe we've slept in this long. It was like nine 30 or something like that. And I'm like, what's going on? And I get up and I go out and check. And both kids had gotten up and gone out on their own and they weren't calling for mom and dad. And they sat down on the couch and they were watching Saturday morning cartoon. They don't do Saturday morning cartoons anymore. Not, not that cool. Like we had and sitting there, I'm like, this is the moment I've been waiting for as a parent. <laughs> and then I look at my wife and I'm like, you are like six months pregnant. What are we thinking? We are starting this all over again. So yeah. I can't imagine, you know, Jeff's like, oh, it's sad that it's over. I'm to a point where like, there's as much as I, the pure joy of the moment, there's, you look back 
for those of you that don't know, I know Jadmin asked for it. I'm currently right now, I'm a stay-at-home dad. That's that's what I do along with with stuff with the website. I've I was a teacher for 10 years and now I'm gonna leave absence from teaching um, as a stay-at-home dad. And when you look at those moments with the kids, every single day just kind of seems like the same old, same old. But when you look at it over the long term, it's just absolutely amazing being a parent. I agree, hundred percent. It's fun. It's frustrating, but it's fun. <laughs> Period. <laughs> Put it that way. It's frustrating, but it's fun. If I'm being real. So, all right, guys, good show. Appreciate all the talk. We started off with the Steelers, finished with random stuff. I love it. I love it. I love it. So, make sure you join us next week for another episode of the Steelers preview, the after party. Make sure you check out Lance tomorrow night on the Yeah I Said It. And this week it is Brian Anthony Davis for Steelers burning question. Yes. Yeah, because you guys switched. Yes. All right. So check that out. And are we having an NFL preview this weekend? There will be an NFL preview and we're possibly going to have uh, somebody from the NFL experience um, alive on, on location. So uh, that's the plan right now. So uh, we're working on a few of those things. All right. So make sure you stay with us here on YouTube, BTSC Steelers radio and on all audio platforms. Check us out for another episode of the Steelers preview, the after party next week. Have a great weekend, everyone.